Hey, this is Sean. If you haven't listened to the rest of this podcast, go back and start with episode one. It'll make a lot more sense. It's April 15th, 2010, tax day. Barack Obama has been president for a little more than a year. By this time, he's already signed two landmark pieces of legislation, the federal stimulus and the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Conservatives are angry. They say the government has gone too far, and it's time to push back. They're organizing. Welcome to the Tea Party! And the Tea Party is in full swing. There are rallies all over the country on this day, including one in Madison. Thousands of people show up. They bring homemade protest signs and wave those yellow flags that say, don't tread on me. Remember Governor Tommy Thompson, the father of the high-speed rail plan? He's there that day. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you. I love what you stand for. I love this country. I love Wisconsin. And it's time to take it back. Tommy Thompson is thinking about running for U.S. Senate. And the crowd is chanting. Thompson pauses, gathers himself, and delivers the news. You can tell I want to run, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, do I want to run. I would love to take this on. But I told my family last night that it's time for new voices and new faces, ladies and gentlemen. Thompson won't run, but he's passing the baton. He tells people there are candidates in the crowd that day who need their support. One of them is Milwaukee County Executive Scott Walker, who's running for governor. Because I want to make it clear to the people of the state uh, that I support uh, the principles of, of the people here. Limited a reporter asks Walker about the high-speed rail line between Milwaukee and Madison. At this moment, it's only been a couple months since the state learned it was getting every single dime it asked for to pay for this train, all $810 million. But Walker says it'll cost the taxpayers too much and won't create enough jobs. That's what this uh, high-speed, so-called high-speed rail line will do between Milwaukee and Madison. And he says he would rather spend the money on something else. I would work with our congressional delegation um, to, through an act of Congress to get that $810 million and spend it on our roads and bridges, which are under disrepair, and not under a new high-speed tra- train line that we can't afford. A reporter asks Walker, what if the federal government won't let Wisconsin spend the money on roads? What if they take Wisconsin's rail money and send it somewhere else? And Walker says, that would be fine. We'd be better off. He'll talk about this more and more as the year goes on. It becomes a signature issue in his campaign because something is changing in American politics and in Wisconsin. A new generation of Republicans is rising through the ranks. And Scott Walker uses this train to seize the moment. From Wisconsin Public Radio, I'm Sean Johnson. And I'm Bridget Bowden. This is Derailed. To understand Scott Walker, you have to understand how he got where he is, how he went from a young state representative to Milwaukee County executive and eventually to the governor's office. There were people along the way who helped him, some of them quite a bit, like longtime conservative talk radio host Charlie Sykes. Well, I actually knew Scott before he was even a state representative. I actually met him before he actually ran. 
and then got to know him very well when he was in the state legislature, and he was sort of a backbencher. But he was a backbencher who uh, understood how to use the media, and he made himself available and really became a regular on conservative talk radio, including my show. Sykes hosted a morning call-in show on WTMJ Radio in Milwaukee for 23 years. He had plenty of regular guests, but a select few got special treatment. Sykes was a kingmaker. If you were one of those select few, he did more than just put you on the radio. Sykes could launch your political career. In 2002, he used his show to urge Walker to leave the legislature and run for Milwaukee County Executive. And in 2010, there was little doubt who Sykes wanted as the next governor. Scott Walker is at every single event, every single Lincoln Day dinner, every meeting of the Republicans, it seems like. And then between those meetings, he's out working the, you know, shaking hands at Walmart or Menards. And, and Walker would brag about this, about this guy on the radio who was urging him to take on the status quo. They were in this together. Yeah, I, I think there was no question about it that he was very much a talk radio candidate. And it really was, you know, very effectively was able to, to, to use that. And yes, I certainly promoted his, his campaign. Remember, in 2010, Democrats controlled everything. The White House, Congress, both of Wisconsin's U.S. Senate seats, the governor's office, and the state legislature. Sykes says conservatives were on the outside, and they wanted in. It was clear that there was an opportunity in 2010. This was, you'd seen the, the, the rise of the Tea Party movement. Uh, so it does feel like a completely different world. It feels like we're on the other side of an historical epoch. The conservative base, which had watched Democrats win big the last two elections, was getting fired up this time. And the high-speed train stoked that fire. Charlie Sykes says it was a no-brainer for Walker to use this issue. It was probably the lowest hanging fruit uh, in, uh, in, in that political year. We have to tell you here, we reached out to Scott Walker a couple times to ask him for an interview for this podcast, and he told us no. We also reached out to his top campaign advisors from 2010, and they also declined. But what Walker was saying about the train a decade ago is well-documented, and Charlie Sykes remembers it. So here it goes. The conservative case against high-speed rail in 2010 had a few tenets. First, this train was arguably not high-speed. The plan was for the train to hit 110 miles per hour by 2016. But at first, it would only go about 80. So because I have an inner 12-year-old child inside of me, I refer to it as the half-fast train. Up next, speeding up the spending on the half-fast train. Who supports it and who opposes it? Did you catch that? Half-fast. Now say it quickly. Half- Okay, okay. Yeah, we get it. Okay. Also, the high-speed rail grant was big. $810 million is, is a big enough number that it really captures people's imagination. They understand. And also, I think that you could, you could make the case, look, if you had $810 million to spend on any priority in the state of Wisconsin, would this be what you would spend it on? In the past, it would have been unheard of to turn down so much federal money. Democrats and Republicans alike wanted Wisconsin to get its share of the federal budget. But for Sykes and Walker, it didn't matter that this was federal money. It was government money, taxpayer money. Of course, that money would buy something. A new rail link, up to 5,500 construction jobs, and 55 permanent jobs to operate the train once it's up and running. 
but it would also cost something. The state of Wisconsin would eventually be on the hook for about $7.5 million every year to keep these trains running. Walker said that was too expensive. Free money is not free. Uh, People have asked that all the time. Why wouldn't you want to take $810 million of federal money? The reality is it comes with a cost. And here's where Walker would spell out what that cost could mean. That annual subsidy, that $7.5 million every year. Most taxpayers would prefer that that money go into their local communities, into their bypasses, into their roads and bridges. Walker had another bone to pick. The state's two largest cities would benefit, he told people, but other communities would be shut out. It's spending $810 million on a high-speed train line between Milwaukee and Madison with no assurance whether it's going to Eau Claire or La Crosse or anywhere else. It's just about those two areas. So this is what Republicans were saying in 2010. The train was slow, expensive, and it was only for Madison and Milwaukee. But there was something else going on here. Remember, the country was just emerging from the recession. Democrats ran everything. They were passing major policy, the stimulus, the health care bill. And Barack Obama was the face of the Democratic Party. High-speed rail was his initiative. He added it to the stimulus. His transportation secretary, Ray LaHood, says that's what really bothered Republicans. Well, the reason they opposed it during the time that I was secretary is because it was Obama's idea. Now, one thing you should know about Ray LaHood, even though he's serving in Obama's cabinet, he is a Republican. He even served 14 years in Congress. So he knew a few things about what Republicans were thinking. And in 2010, they were doing everything they could to go against the president. I can think of no other reason why they would turn back that kind of money. At the national level, other Republican candidates start to copy Walker. In Ohio, John Kasich vows during his campaign for governor that he'll also send back federal rail funds. As the campaign for governor ramps up, Walker drives home the Obama connection. He puts out an anti-train ad that features video of Obama. Change isn't easy, but stopping runaway government spending is. I'm Scott Walker, and if I'm elected as your next governor, we'll stop this train. Working together, we can help put the government back on the side of the people again. Walker registers a website, notrain.com. It features an open letter to President Obama telling him the project is a boondoggle. And Scott Walker is firing up the Republican base. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to take all those big government liberals and load them up on a train and run them right out of town. But despite all this, at this point in 2010, the train is still... Okay, we know this is annoying, but... The train is still on track. That's coming up after the break. A little update here. Jim Doyle, the Democratic governor who landed this high-speed rail money as part of the stimulus, is not running for re-election in 2010. Walker is running against Democrat Tom Barrett, the mayor of Milwaukee. But at the state level, Jim Doyle is still the point person for this train. He's pushing hard to make it happen. And despite Walker's repeated vows to stop this train, the project is moving along. People think this is just the kind of stuff you say in campaigns. At one point that summer, Doyle is in downtown Madison. He's announcing where the Madison train station will be. And he gets asked, can Walker really stop this train? Is that even possible? 
I mean, I guess short of sitting down in front of the federal government and defying the federal government, I don't think it's realistic to say you're going to, that this, uh, you know, project would stop. It's around this time that Obama Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood visits Watertown, Wisconsin, which is about halfway between Milwaukee and Madison. Watertown is slated to have a stop on the rail line. LaHood knows about Walker's opposition to the train, and he wants to beat it back. LaHood says at this stop, quote, High-speed rail is coming to Wisconsin. There's no stopping it. Uh, Because I knew there was a gubernatorial election, and I knew that Walker was making noises about not being that interested in it, and I want to send a message that uh, this is what the people wanted. Not everyone gets that vibe. When some people hear LaHood say this, they think it sounds heavy-handed, like the federal government is telling them what to do. And I was standing up on the next to him on the podium, and I thought he didn't just say that. Watertown Mayor Ron Krieger is one of those people. He supported the train project because he thought it'd be good for his town. They'd picked out a spot for the train station and even moved a local grocery store across the street to make room. Ron Krieger is also a Republican, and he knows how his friends and neighbors feel about this train. They like the idea that it could be good for Watertown's economy, but all the government money, the connection to Obama, they weren't so sure about that. In other words, Krieger is tapped into what Republicans are feeling. So he's not surprised when he hears about LaHood's comments on conservative talk radio the next day. Friday morning, it was on WTMJ out of Milwaukee already. WTMJ, the flagship station in Milwaukee, where Charlie Sykes has his show in 2010. Krieger knows that Sykes would hear what he heard, the heavy-handed tone, and that he'd use that on his program to turn public opinion against the train. How did he know this? Because Charlie Sykes did this all the time, on issue after issue. Andy Jorgensen was a nearby Democratic state legislator at the time. He says his constituents were tuned in to Charlie Sykes, and that gave Sykes a lot of power. Let me give you an example just how much power. Uh, We would take a vote let's say on Tuesday. And then Wednesday would get here and he is on in the morning. He would have a show on what we just voted on. And then we'd meet after the show in the afternoon uh, in the assembly. And there would be legislators that then would request that their vote get changed because of the show he had just had. Jorgensen was pushing for the train, which would come right through his district. But he says Sykes was dictating the terms of the debate. He relentlessly day after day, would talk about this. And he would throw out all of this rhetoric that did stick to the wall, uh, that people would repeat over and over again. And it was so frustrating. Over in Madison, Mayor Dave Cheslevich, a Democrat, had been holding out hope that Scott Walker's opponent, Tom Barrett, might turn it around and win. Cheslevich, who a lot of people just called Mayor Dave, had big ideas for this train. He imagined passengers would get off the train at a new public market where there'd be restaurants, a hotel, maybe even a streetcar line. So there were all these ideas, uh, uh, wants and desires and needs in the community that seemed to get tied together in this neat package. But Walker had led Tom Barrett in nearly every poll taken, and there were no signs in late 2010 that Barrett was going to turn this thing around. Doyle actually called me the Monday before the election, and he said, look, you know, I've seen the latest polling data. It looks like Tom's not going to make it. I'm going to be out of office. You're going to have to kind of be the guy pushing for this. 
And I said, yes, sir, Governor. Yeah, happy to do it. Cheslevich says the plan was to get as much in the ground as possible, to hire construction workers, to start building, to tie Walker's hands before he even took office. To be perfectly blunt, we were trying to put him in the corner. We were very conscious about that. And the very next day... On Scott Walker's birthday, he wins the election. Walker will be the next governor of the state of Wisconsin. Finally here tonight, I get to tell you, come today, you don't have to be afraid anymore because health is on the way. And for a short time, despite Walker's victory, it looks like the Doyle administration, with the help of Madison's Mayor Dave, will push forward with the train anyway to try to put Walker in a corner. But then two days after the election, Jim Doyle backs off. He pauses work on the train. Doyle says looking back, he had no choice. There's just no way you could move forward on this size of project without the state and the federal government working together. The federal government can't come into Wisconsin and build a rail system that the state wants no part of. For train supporters, there was one last hope. President Obama's U.S. Transportation Secretary, Ray LaHood, the longtime Republican, would try to change Walker's mind. Did you lean on him? I mean, did you you push back a bit? Of course. Of course I pushed back. I told him he was was in a position that many other states uh, would want to be in. He was well positioned to receive this money and and implement a project uh, for the people. LaHood says Walker suggested spending the $810 million on Wisconsin's roads and bridges instead, the same idea he'd floated during his campaign. Of course he raised it with me, and what I said is, Governor, there are, there's plenty of money for roads and bridges in another pot. This is the high-speed rail pot of money, and you can't be diverting that money uh, to roads. But Walker would not budge. So that was that. It was over. The moment that Wisconsin high-speed rail uh, died was uh, when Walker decided he didn't want the money and told me that. Ray LaHood would remember this. Early the next year, Doyle has left office and Walker is officially governor. It's his turn to run the show, and he asks LaHood's DOT for money. He still has no interest in a Madison to Milwaukee rail line, but he does want to upgrade the aging trains on the Hiawatha line between Milwaukee and Chicago. Walker asks for $150 million. He gets none of it. Did Governor Walker's position on the high-speed rail money between Madison and Milwaukee have anything to do with your decision in that uh, Hiawatha funding? Absolutely. It had everything to do with my decision. LaHood says the DOT was looking for reliable partners for the money. And the fact that he turned down millions of dollars for a rail project and then comes right back with something else, our feeling was that he was not going to be a reliable partner the way that other governors were.
So a lot has happened in the world of Charlie Sykes and Scott Walker since that landmark election in 2010. Let's start with something big. Scott Walker is no longer governor, but his records won for the history books. The train was just the first of many Walker decisions that divided people. And Barack Obama is no longer president. Republicans are no longer on the outside looking in. Walker made such a name for himself that he briefly ran for president in 2015. But you know who won that election. We will make America great again. Walker was slow to embrace Donald Trump, but eventually he endorsed him and campaigned for him. Donald Trump is standing with the American people. We want a leader who is not afraid to take on the mess in Washington. Charlie Sykes, talk radio's political kingmaker, chose a much different path. He tried to stop Trump in 2016. I understand why people might support Donald Trump, but do you have, you know, can, can't you just hold on to a shred of dignity and not defend the indefensible? He's not a conservative. He's, he's a narcissist and he is, he's a content-free narcissist and he's an authoritarian. Who has Sykes has since left the airwaves at WTMJ. These days, he's a regular guest on cable TV news. He's a prominent never-Trump Republican. He even wrote a book called How the Right Lost Its Mind. Charlie Sykes has changed his mind on a lot of things. But the train? No, I have not changed my mind on that one. That, that, that one, I'm, I'm relatively... I have many, many, many regrets. Many things that I would do differently. This is not one of them. Why is that? Because it was a bad idea. It was, in fact, a boondoggle. It did not solve a problem. The price tag was, was excessive. It was a bright, shiny object that people fell in love with, but ultimately failed the, the test of common sense. You won't find Sykes promoting Walker these days, but Sykes still remembers the stand Walker took in 2010 as courageous. And a lot of people were very skeptical about it because giving up free money is very unusual in American politics. It is one of the most unusual things that you will ever find to say no to the federal government that wants to write you a big check. And he was willing to do that Now, about that money. Scott Walker sent it back to the federal government. And then it went somewhere else. That's next week on Derailed. Derailed is reported and produced by me, Sean Johnson, and Bridget Bowden. We're produced by Hannah Haynes and Brad Goldberg. Edited by Noah Ovshinsky. Music by Carl Christensen. Additional support from Adam Friedrich. Digital editing by Jenny Peek. Special thanks to Brent Bachman. You can see more at WPR.org slash derailed.